1: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Boyd were prohibited by law. 18 Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: This is the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSN.
4: Okay, it is the Lombardi line as we welcome you back on a Friday. Got five preseason games. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Los Angeles. Hope you're having a great day. Our buddy Mike Pritchard is going to join in about 30 minutes. He does a great job with the NFL, so looking forward to that. Michael, you've got the Jets and Philly. So these are two teams with some juice, right? Let me lay it out for you, and I'll let you run with it. One, these two teams played last year in the preseason, a 31-31 tie, so 62 points. We can talk about the total. The number opened with Philly laying a point and a half with the Jets in town. The total opened 33 and a half, up to 35 and a half, 36 at a couple of shops. 2-0 and one for Salah. He's a rah-rah dude in the preseason, in his first preseason. Sirianni 0-2 and one. Remember, the Eagles also lost 35 to nothing to the Patriots last year in the preseason. But both coaches have announced starters will play at least a few series.
5: Yeah, I mean, look, and the one thing is, I think Will made a great point. The Jets have depth at quarterback. So they go from, you know, they go from Zach Wilson to Joe Flacco to Mike White, which is pretty good. And then the Philadelphia, you know, they go from Jalen Hurts to Gardner Minshew, which actually helps them run the football a little bit even more. So the one thing about Philly that that I think is effective in the preseason is their backup offensive line can be pretty good, even if they don't play their guys. They have veteran guys. I mean, Andre Dillard's their first-round pick at left tackle. He's a backup. A second-round pick, Cam Juergens, is the, is the backup center. So I think Philly will be good offensively. I think they'll move the ball. I don't know what their you know, physicality would be because they haven't had or their conditioning. I think what we saw last summer was their conditioning wasn't very good. And, you know, it won't be that – I don't think it's going to be a hot and humid night tonight in Philadelphia. So that will be the Jets. I think Salai's going to play to win. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think he wants to build momentum. And they're already talking about how they're going to have extra defensive linemen. They, they feel so good about their defensive front, you know, that they're going to have teams are going to trade for their defensive linemen because they have additional players. We'll see. I mean, that's I totally every agree. scout's verbiage. You yeah. know? And I think he's you, going to play his think- as-
4: yeah, sorry, Michael. He 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 has said he's going to play him, and you just mentioned he's a rah-rah dude, and they've got exciting young rookies that they want to get out there. I I, I interrupted, you, but go ahead and run with it.
5: Well, I just think to me that he's going to take that mentality. He's going to do everything in his power to try to win the game. I think, and he's got veteran, he's, he doesn't deplete himself when he goes from Wilson to Flacco to White. Like he could still do it. The problem is his backup offensive line. And Philly's defensive front is going to be pretty good. So I think it'll be an entertaining game. I I think at the end of the day, you know, Flacco and, I mean, excuse me, uh, Salai and Douglas want their young players to shine. They're going to do everything in their power to make them shine.
4: Yeah, good point by Will Flacco and Mike White. Tremendous backups, as you just mentioned as well. Michael, we talked yesterday about Dwayne Brown uh, signing with the Jets to fill the Becton void. One thing Stephen brought up during the break, which is a good point,
5: is he may face a suspension. Remember, there was an arrest yeah. at the L.A. airport about oh. a month ago. Right. No doubt he's carrying a weapon. You know, and he got arrested in the airport. So, yeah, he could face that easily. I mean, it depends on what all transpires. So they've got that going for them. I, I You know, He's not going to play tonight, obviously. But the fan, I would think they would have moved him over to right tackle. And maybe they'll play their third round pick from a, two years ago, Odaga at left tackle. I don't know whether they play him or not. The backup offensive line for the Jets is not very good. The starting offensive line for the Jets, I don't think it's very good. Now, they'll tell you, well, we signed Tomlinson. He's over 30. We signed McGovern from Denver as our new center. We'll see if this all works out. I'm anxious to watch the game. You know, I'm anxious to see this because there's a lot of momentum for this Jet team now. There's a ton of momentum. I mean, you think they do think, I mean, of all the teams in the league, this team has got great momentum. And yet Houston, which has no momentum at all, their quarterback played better than Zach Wilson last year.
4: The Davis Mills love. You wrote about it, and I'm a convert as well. So regular season wins right now over at DraftKings on the Jets. Michael, it's five and a got to pay a huge number on the juice at minus 175 to the over. Does it feel like a six-win
5: team to you, the Jets? I think they're a five-win team. You know, I think they are. I, I really do. And with Becton's injury, is this more to come? I mean, you looked at the numbers, right? Did you see how bad those numbers are? From last I think year?
4: defensively. I think defensively. If you really pour through and you go DVOA and everything, I think defensively the Jets were the worst team in football last year.
5: I think they were, Patrick. I think if you just, they were certainly one of the worst teams defensively. I don't think you can get yes. any worse defensively. I mean, I totally the, agree. They, the pers- they, they couldn't turn the ball over. They were 30th in the league in that. The you know they were 29th in yards per drive allowed. They, they were 31st in percent. They were the worst team in football in terms of every drive resulted in scores. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, like the, the two or three players make that much of a difference to your team? I mean, they were 32nd in points allowed and 32nd in yards allowed. They were thirty-first in creating turnovers. They were thirty-second in, in in how many first downs the opponents got against them. And let's just put things in perspective here. They they weren't playing the they weren't playing the AFC West. They played the North, right? They played the North, and they played the AFC South. I mean, it wasn't that they were playing these incredible teams. They played the they, they played those teams, and they couldn't slow anybody down. I mean, when you go through it, I mean, they had. They had two games they gave up over 500 yards. Take a guess how many games total? Just take a guess. How many games total their defense gave up over 400 yards? Uh let's see. eight? Six. Six games. That's a disaster. Six games. So yeah. that means eight games the opponent got 400 and more yards against them. Eight over half of the games. Think about that. And they can't turn the ball. They couldn't make a play on the ball. Now, is soft going to make all the difference? Well,
4: it's it's funny. You kept on harping on it. So yesterday after the show, Michael, I was like, let me see what my man's talking about here. It's when Patricia was coaching the Lions, their defenses were 30, 31, 32 overall. But if you dug, they were worse. So I said, is my man onto something here with the Jets? When I dug into the numbers yesterday after the show, I'm like, they were all time bad defensively
5: last year with the defensive minded head coach. Yeah, exactly. Like he made no difference at all. They were better the year before with, with Bowles, they were better with him. I mean, he's made no difference to the team, you know, and we act like he's, you know, he's going to be the new Don Shula. Like at some point, he, you know, Will's got him on the hot seat already. Now, I mean, I think Will's <laughs> pretty quick to put people on the hot seat, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't see any improvement in their team. If I was Joe Douglas, I would be scared to death. I mean here you are a defensive coach and your specialty is defense and you that's the first thing you install and you can't stop. I mean, when Belichick and Sabin first arrived in Cleveland in 91 we were no good at all. but we were getting we were we were better on defense. We were not good, but we weren't the worst defense in football.
4: Yeah, have some fun. Michael was uh, in front of this. Have some fun and dig through the Jets' numbers on defense last year. It's disgusting. That's what makes there it were... so
5: unbelievable how people think that all of a sudden, because of a couple moves, they're going to go to this great team. Okay, like, all right, Carl Lawson's going to come back. We'll see if he'll healthy. All right, so maybe that'll help a little bit. All right? They've got Sauce Gardner they drafted in the first round. See if that'll help a little bit. LaMarcus is going to be their free safety. How's that going to work out for him? You know, Whiteheads, they're going to be their free, their strong safety. They benched Austin Davis, who Douglas drafted in the third round last year. Their corner situation is still, they signed DJ Reed from Seattle, and they signed, and they got Gardner, and they're playing cu- cover three. Like, I, I don't were, know yeah. they're better in the defensive front. Okay, all right, so we'll see. Solomon Thomas is really going to make that much of a difference. I love Jacob Martin, you know, he's going to make that much of a difference. Vinnie Curry at over thirty years old? Like tell me, I gotta see it on the tape. And then I gotta see the adjustments to the scheme. At some point the coach, if you're paying him six million a year,'s gotta have an influence on the outcome. Will's got him
4: fired after week one of the preseason. There were two.
5: Nobody <laughs> can instant evaluate more than Will can. I mean, he can evaluate. Yeah, I mean, it, but he, you know, he can go from baseball to football to. Ba- I mean, he can instant evaluate on anything. It's amazing. It's wonderful.
4: And TV that programming gene that
5: he has is incredible. TV program exactly. There were
4: two press conferences last year that stand out. One, Joe Judge's deranged presser that got him fired legitimately. He was going to keep his job, and then he just went crazy. And then how about the bizarre presser to open up Sirianni's career with the Eagles where my man lost his mind. I felt bad for him because public speaking for some people is very difficult. I totally understand. However, I bring that up to say Year one success, I got nine and a half at DraftKings at minus 150. We're headed to 10 for the season. With like The juice for the Eagles is unbelievable right now.
5: Well, I mean, I'm shocked it's not already at 10. I mean, it's, I'm, sure, I'm sure Thomas Gable's probably got, got it there going there. You know, look, I, the Eagles have made improvements. You can see it. You know, I've asked people that have watched practice what's Hurts look like. They said he looks like he holds the ball, even in seven mm. on seven. So we'll see what happens. We got to watch them play in the game. But one thing they do, they can run the ball. I think the question that's been overlooked a lot has been, and I keep harping on it, is when they played good quarterbacks last year, the Eagle defense really struggled. They really, str- there's only 36 times the ball was on the ground against the six top quarterbacks they faced. They didn't play any quarterbacks last year, Michael. Facts. If we, is you say anything they bad about
4: the Eagles, you're them. called a hater.
5: You're called a hater, and it's oh. just that's reality. Last year. They played six quarter good quarterbacks, Brady twice, Brady twice. And then they played Prescott. They played Derek Carr. They played Herbert. And they played Mahomes. They lost all six games. And the ball was on the ground six times. So uh, you're saying Jonathan Gannon's going to turn that around? Yeah, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Will Anthony Harris make a difference? I'll see. You know, will Hassan Redick make a difference? I'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see. You know, but I mean, I think if he doesn't change his scheme and he plays that soft two that he plays, I think people are going to throw a lot of completions. And when they play against good quarterbacks, I think they're going to have a harder time.
4: If you're critical about any phase, you
5: defensively, offensively, I'm the head silly? coach,
4: you're a hater. You're a hater. Oh, you're a hater. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Oh, my God, no doubt. Nine and a half, it's headed to 10. Fly, Eagles fly. Coming up next, Arizona Cincinnati here on the Lombardi Line. Got preseason, five games tonight.
3: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL. Terms and conditions apply to NFL. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do.
3: Once again, here's Patrick Maher.
4: Okay, of course, the College Football Guide is out now. Michael, starts your football season on the right foot with expert profiles on every team, including team trends, power ratings, over-under recommendations. It's all there. Here's the deal. This is different this year. The only way to get all access to the Football Guides this year is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. So you can sign up early. It's a discount. 175 bucks is stealing. All right? You're going to receive the College and Pro Football Betting Guides along with full VEASAN access. That's Michael's articles. That's Point Spread Weekly. That's everything we offer through the Super Bowl. Or if you want, just join us for 40 bucks a month right now and see everything VEASAN has to offer to up your betting game, including splits. I mean, it's just really, Bill AD has done such a great job with the website. Uh, We've got everything there. Vson.com slash subscribe for more options. Okay. We got you back. One one thing about this game, Michael Lombardi, of course, i Patrick Maher. Mike Pritchard's going to join us. Looking forward to talking to Pritch. One thing about Arizona and Cincinnati, Michael, you know, off the jump, two new school coaches, Kingsbury two and four in the pre, Zach Taylor's two and five. Kingsbury's not going to play anybody, including your boy Kyler Murray. These are these are new school kind of think McVay approaches to the preseason.
5: Just get healthy to the season. And, you know, Joe Burrow is not going to play, which, you know, we, when Joe Burrow doesn't play for Cincinnati, it's, it's not a pretty pitcher. So, you know, it, this is going to be a lot of young players running around, a lot of penalties being called, a lot of starts, a lot of stop in the action. You know, I, I, I got the sense, to me, one thing about Arizona, at least they got Colt McCoy. You know, and so he can come in and kind of run an offense a little bit and they can dress it up and they've got some young receivers that I think they need to get the ball to. So and then they go to McSorley, who's another guy like Colt McCoy, who will go in there and run around, whereas when you're sitting there watching Cincinnati and, you know, with with their team and, you know, if they don't play their starters, their backup line isn't very good. You know, and then that affects the quarterback position, and then all of a sudden, Brandon Allen's running around for his life. Remember Jake Browning? He's on their team as the backup. He's the third-string quarterback. So it's funny how some teams have like really good backups, and some teams just they fall off the cliff. Since he falls off the cliff.
4: It's interesting with this total, 34 all the way. Speaking of falling off the cliff, how about the total in this matchup with Arizona and Cincinnati down to 31? I bring that up because, you know, two of the – it's weird though, Michael. Two of the preseason contests with the Bengals last year had more than 30 points while the other one finished with exactly 30. The Cardinals had one preseason game last year with a 35-point total and one with 27, so that's a low total for two teams that kind of gave up a lot in the preseason last year.
5: Yeah, I mean, look. I think the the totals set by who's your backup quarterback, right? Can he come in and run the offense effectively? And what's your back? To me, I think it's you're going to score points if your backup lines good and your quarterback, your backup quarterback's good because he can make some things happen because the game's easy and it's slow. So I think that's what it is. And these two teams, I mean, with Arizona, with McCoy and then Trace McSorley, who I'm not saying is a great player, but McSorley's, you know, the Penn State kid's got a feel. Mm -hmm. You know, he's undersized, but he runs around, he makes plays. But since he goes from Brandon Allen to Jake Browning, uh, I'm not sure about that. That one's hard. And then when they go into their backup offensive line, if they take out their starters, which they should, you know, what are they going with? You know, who are they playing in that area?
4: Does the Burrow appendectomy, does him missing time bother you? The regular season win total set right now with Cincinnati at 10. you got to pay a little juice to the under. And I believe BetMGM has the same number as well. Does Burrow,
5: does anything bother you about what's happening right now? Overview of the Bengals? No, I think they've actually improved their team. I mean, Collins is now back practicing at right tackle. Kappa is at guard. Karras is at center. That's an upgrade over there. You know, I think this team, to me, I think the reason their win total is so low is because they had that great stretch at the end of the season last year. They didn't turn the ball over, and McPherson got hot, and they didn't miss a field goal. And Mm -hmm. And I don't think people feel like they can duplicate that. You know, and one thing about Cincy, a little bit like Tucker, you know, will he miss a kick in preseason? You know, Tucker, we know, isn't going to miss one. I mean, they were talking last night. Tucker's had 100 field goals outside of 40 yards. He's made 90 of them.
4: Wow. Wow. The eight and a half on the Cardinals, does that number feel right? I'll tell you, it's juiced up a little bit to the under, but does... Eight and a half on the cards? Does uh, that number feel about right to you? I, I,
5: don't think, I don't see the Cardinals staying healthy. I got questions about their defense. When you watch them play at the end of the year last year defensively, I had a lot of problems with them. Can they cover well enough? Are they going to get pass rush? Who's replacing Chandler Jones, right? You know, they've lost some really good players. They've lost Chandler Jones. They've lost C- Campbell to Minnesota. You know, they lost Rasheel Douglas not to, to Green Bay. They lost both those guys, Douglas and Campbell, to, 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 to Green Bay. Like, who's replacing them? Is Xavier Collins the kid they drafted in the first round? Is he going to be good enough? they got to count on him. And are they good enough at corner? I mean, this is a team, to me, with a lot of question marks on defense that I need to really see where they are. And then offensively, you know, Baldy said this too, and I I agreed with him. Their offensive line, to me, is suspect. They've got three guys over 30 years old, which tells me they're prone to having some offensive line injuries. And I don't think they're as talented. D.J. Humphreys is an okay left tackle. Is he going to be good enough? And their backups, to me, are really, really questionable. I mean, they tried to play Josh Johnson last year, who they drafted in the third round, at right guard, and he got walked back to the quarterback almost every play. They couldn't play him. So now he's a backup right tackle. So, like, who's playing for them? They got street free agents back in, in, in the offensive line as second team guys. Are they going to be good enough? We got to see this. This is why it concerns you to think they're going to score a lot of points in the preseason once their starters, if they play, they, when they play their backups, I don't think they're going to be very good.
4: Totally agree with you about Trace McSorley. I think there's going to be some juice with him. The, the Cardinals, if things start to go south, at least the quarterback's got a good attitude, huh? Nah, I'm just playing. Yeah. I'm just having fun with the Kyler fans. You're a hater if you talk about him now, too, right?
5: Yeah, I mean, look, you know. Uh, You know, the the thing is, Kyler, it's going to come down to how Kyler plays at the end of the year. Let's not get carried away with he's played well at the beginning of the year all the time. Let's see how he does at the end of the year. Let's see how he handles the the games that matter against teams that know how to rush him. Let's see how he handles that.
4: The performance in Los Angeles wasn't bad. It's about as bad as it could be the whole way around. So, again, you know, it's, it's, it makes me think of what you've said about the Eagles. Michael likes the Eagles this year, regular season but he doesn't think they're a playoff team. He doesn't think they're going to be good in the postseason once you have to force Hurts to stand around in the pocket. It, it, that performance from Murray last year left a lot to be desired in Los Angeles in the
5: wild card game. In the last two in the last two games of the year really did, you know, and yeah. and his performance yep. against the Colts when he was playing against the Colts and he was getting all upset at everybody motioning out to his receivers, he was unhappy with them. Look, uh, you know, I think that's a concern. Nobody in Philadelphia area has has any recall about that Tampa game. It's completely been wiped from the history books, being behind 33 to nothing to that team. Completely wiped from the memory. Never happened. Never happened. Never happened. It never happened. It's like, you know, and I'm not saying they can't improve because I don't don't want, like, you know, to to quote the great Mike Dicker, to live in the past and to die in the past. Like, I get that. But, like, let's, let's not – Hertz hasn't proven that he can throw the ball against a good coordinator, yet we haven't played a game. Just because he's throwing against air and one-on-ones or you feel he's better or for some reason, like, there's been no evidence that he has improved his passing. None.
4: The Eagles didn't play that game. I don't know if you heard. They didn't play that game at Raymond James. They played it on the grassy knoll. Never. Exactly. Here's one thing. Here's here's one thing that'll make you. Here's one thing that'll make you laugh. And I won't call out. It's a reputable site. I mean, it's one of the big sites that you're going to find as far as covering sports. One of the headlines Titans rookie quarterback looks good in first preseason action. That's why you have to be careful.
5: I knew that. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I mean, the fact that he got benched midway of a drive. Nobody didn't deter anybody because Rabel got tired of watching him run around. Vrabel was worried he was going to get hurt. I'm convinced of that. Like we got to get him I could I could almost hear it in my head. We got to get him out of there. He's going to get hurt. Like he's just running around right now. We can't even run our offense. But to people that don't know, they see him make the throw, which was a great throw. Yes, they it see was. him made a great made a great run on the on the uh, on the on the touchdown run. Great run. But situationally, like come on. But again, you know we we got people evaluating quarterback. I mean, everybody thinks you know Zach Wilson's going to turn it on. You know, last year his QBR rating, his QBR rating last year. If you believe in that, I don't. I believe some of it. I don't believe all of it like the gospel. It was twenty eight point two. Mike White, who's the third string guy last year in his four starts, he had a fifty point five QBR.
4: Yeah, you got. You have to be careful. That's for a better. I bring it up not to you know, besmirch this reputable site. I bring it up because you have to be discerning with the information you're getting, Michael, is a better. you got to be careful.
5: No doubt. you got to be really careful about it. you got to evaluate the evaluator. You know, like, I know what everybody talks about. Well, you know, pro football focus says this. And so they put it under the pro football focus umbrella. But somebody at pro football focus is evaluating the tape. This isn't a computer generator. Right. This is an artificial intelligence. Somebody is actually, who stand up? Like, who put that grade on them? You know, when I put out my, I, it's me. You want to rip me? Go ahead. But like, if it's under the umbrella of pro football, we don't know what it is. It's behind the, it's, it's the Wizard of Oz. We don't know. We just move it. Well, pro football focus says, well, who is pro football focus? It's a person. It's not one guy. <laughs> I, right? I got to give them
4: credit. I will I give PFF credit for this. They call their analysts scientists. That's baller. Of I course. wish, I mean, I'd like to be a scientist. Uh, me too i like to be i like to be any ist hey just give me a bunsen burner and some beakers and we're good to go yeah mike pritchard's coming up go. next he's going to join us here on the lombardi line
3: <laughs> you're listening to the lombardi line on VCN, featuring former nfl executive michael lombardi now once again here's
4: patrick maher Okay, I got an email. I mentioned the splits earlier. Somebody said, Where can I find those? The Lions, 79% of the bet 61% of the handle over at BetMGM. Well, you can get the splits over at vsin.com. The betting splits, you want to know where the money and the bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated over at vsin.com every 10 minutes. So, Vsin, we're here to make you smarter, better. The betting splits are very important to understand where the money's going, find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Just check it out. VSEN.com for your betting splits data. As we got you back here at Lombardi line, we're going to bring in our buddy Pritch in a second. Michael, I do want to report Schefter had it. That is Dr. Kirk cousins is going to miss Sunday. It appears he's tested positive for COVID. So cousins is out. And I believe this is his second or third go round with COVID, but cousins is out for the Vikings.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, well, he never got vaccinated, Patrick. I mean, if you're a Vikings fan, and that's one of the things I I, I, th- I like the Vikings on the over, but, it, you know, he didn't get vaccinated last year, and it's just, just creeping up. I mean, one thing I think we know for sure, we don't talk about it as much as we have in the past, but COVID isn't going anywhere. I mean, it's still, it's, it's, still, it's still going to be here, and if you don't get vaccinated, it's going to be a problem for your team in the sense that you're going to, you could miss some games, you know, and like Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins, they don't want to do that. That's fine. They have every right to do that. But it is going to affect us as betters if we go behind that.
4: COVID's like if you had two kids and one ends up being a doctor and the other one's a 28-year-old loser that still sleeps on the couch at home. <laughs> and just, you, you don't want the kid to be there, even though you love – you just want him to get the hell out of there. Anyway, that yeah. is Minnesota and Las Vegas, yeah, anyways, as Michael knows, coming Pritch up on Sunday. On that. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know, let's go well, to the great Colorado Buffalo. I want to say this about Pritch. Yeah, the first rounder, he's not just – a gentleman. He's the best teammate you can have. And when you, when you were out and I worked with Pritch, Michael, if I'm not working with you, I want to work with this guy. Mike Pritchard, of course, joins us here on the Lombardi line. Pritch, it's great to see you uh, and thank you for coming in. Let me just start this way. Mm-hmm. As a player,
2: when I say the preseason, your immediate reaction is what? <laughs> uh, I have different perspectives. Uh, as a young player, I was excited about the preseason. I couldn't wait to get out there to prove myself and, and certainly fit in uh, I let the coaches know what I'm capable of uh, each and every game day. Uh, as an older player, it became about managing my body and making sure I made it to the regular season and through the regular season. So uh, it's, it's kind of a, a mixed bag, if you will, as a player. I mean, I think the young players, and we saw that last night and saw, certainly saw that uh, in the Hall of Fame game. But uh, as a veteran guy, you want to get through and manage yourself through camp, make sure you get your work done. You know how to do that. Uh, and so you're ready to go for the first game
5: of the regular season. And you know, Pritch, you're such a good good diplomat. What what the other thing players <laughs> don't like about the preseason, Patrick, is the pay scale, right? right? Like, you don't get paid your regular check. You get this stipend. Like, I think it's a th- Why was it a thousand bucks a week, Pritch? Something like right? that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean It was like ridiculous. It's no money at all. I mean, it was no money, and the owners are still making money on the preseason games. They're tied to the regular season, so right the, 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 now they've raised the rates since the new collective bargaining agreement. But it ain't a lot of coin going out there. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute, I'm doing it for this.
2: Well, to your point, Michael. I mean, as a veteran, I already had some loot in the bank, though. I mean, I was first rounder, so I, <laughs> I wasn't worried about those camp checks. And that's another reason why you manage yourself so you can uh, <laughs> score big with the contract. But the younger players, they're trying to get to that point. So no, great, great point yeah. by you though.
4: Well, oh, no, no, hold on. I was laughing because Pritch said something like that. One, what people need to understand about Mike Pritchard is post-football career, nobody has been more fiscally responsible and has benefited from being fiscally responsible than Mike Pritchard. Mike, you know exactly what you got paid in the preseason. Do not lie to Michael or Mike. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm an economist, really. I mean, that's, that's what I went to school for. So <laughs> No, he, yeah, no the, so the preseason, and it's interesting at, at how it's an evolution or – I guess it's devolved, Pritch, but some coaches, 21 straight for John Harbaugh, even though, as Michael said, he wasn't trying to win last Mm -hmm. night. It just happened, 21 straight. And then the new age, we talked about Zach Taylor, Kingsbury, McVay. There's a completely different approach to the preseason.
2: Yeah, there really is. I mean, you you look at the execution out there. I mean, three games so far, three overs, right? And, and, you know, these are primarily backups and uh, I, I know a lot of work is done in the, in the offseason in terms of OTAs, in terms of installation, and uh, you want to rep it out. But I, I think as better as focusing in on the fact that a lot of teams have learned to practice without pads. There was a time in the league where that didn't happen. Michael, I mean, San Francisco led the way on that. Uh, as everybody around the league, we talked about it. How is San Francisco this good? And they don't practice with pads on. And, and so now you see that throughout the league. And, and so I'll give a lot of credit to the coaches and the players right here that they can get a lot of work done preparation-wise, joint practices really uh, coincide that way. Uh, but what we're seeing on the field from the young players, it's not as sloppy uh, as that. I think a lot of people imagine that it could be.
5: Yeah, and I also think we got better quarterbacking play, right? So, mm-hmm. these kids coming from college, they've actually been th- they threw they throw the ball more in college and they have a better feel for college and they and, and the passing game and so they come in and then the athleticism like with Malik Willis. I mean, however, you evaluated him last night. His athleticism was nice was good to see. I mean, he broke tackles, yeah. he made plays, you know, so that shows up and that's why I think what your point is, these overs are are hitting a little bit because there's a, there's athleticism out there at the positions that, that that usually backups don't have.
2: That's true. That is true. And there's that there's not that learning curve either, right? I mean. Uh, there's still the essence of the West coast offense that, okay, if you're, if you're in a spread offense in college, you know, okay, what can you do? How can you create, how can you make plays? But we need you to have this timing and rhythm down for our West coast scheme. Right. And uh, I think what we're seeing is coaches in the national football league adopting uh, or adapting to the fact that you have these quarterbacks that are athletic that way. There's only a handful of those pocket guys that can pick you apart Uh, Everybody else to me, uh, guys, uh, they're that athletic quarterback that wants to make uh, plays outside the pocket, uh, certainly be able to scramble and run with the football as well.
4: Well, to Pritch's point, and it's a great one with the overs, of the five matchups preseason tonight, four have jumped off the opener on the total. So what do I mean by that? 33 up to 35 and a half with Atlanta, Detroit, Michael, and Pritch. 33 and a half with the Jets and Philly up to 36. So we've seen four of the five jump on the total.
5: Yeah, and I think Pritch and I like to know what you think. I mean, but like these games, like Phillies quarterback situation they go from Hurts to Minshew that's pretty good Mm -hmm. you know and maybe Carson Strong will come in and play well and then the Jets have three quarterbacks whatever you think of Wilson but Flacco's won a Super Bowl and Mike White played pretty well so like I would be surprised if there weren't points in this game because you know the Jets are going to play cover three it's going to be an easy game to diagnose for the quarterback and these guys can all make throws
2: yeah it really will be and especially those veteran guys uh, they're going to come in there and uh, pick these teams apart, at least they're going to want to. I mean, as a player myself, when I was a free agent uh, in Seattle, and, and the reason why I went to Seattle is because, you know, I looked at the roster and there was a chance to start up there. Brian Blades uh, was was up there in terms of years in his career and the situation uh, with the Seattle Seahawks at the time. Uh, they had Joey Galloway on one side, but the other side, Ricky Prohl was there too. But uh, I just felt like there was a, a place for me to be able to start Uh, And so if you're out there in preseason, like I was uh, trying to prove to the new coaching staff, Dennis Erickson and his coaching staff, what you're capable of, then you're playing against twos and threes. Uh, And so for me, I I mean, I was just chomping at the bit for that opportunity. So I'm sure that's going to be the case, too, for a lot of these backup quarterbacks with a lot of experience in the league so far.
4: I want to ask you about the early game, Michael. It's going to be six o'clock your time, three o'clock my time. Mike Pritchard joining us here on the Lombardi Line. Pritch is the best, great player perspective here on V-CIN. Uh Detroit, they're laying two two and a half. Dan Campbell's caffeinated and he's talking about chasing hyenas. Would you like to play for this guy and give me your take on Atlanta Detroit tonight, Pritch?
2: Oh man, I tell you, I played for I played for Glanville, so uh, playing for Campbell <laughs> would be okay. <laughs> it would be okay. Um, no, I I am impressed. With dynamic out there in Detroit with Campbell, like you said, he is caffeinated over caffeinated times, but he's got a bunch of former players on his staff and being in the locker room with former players. I mean, egos get in the way left and right. Uh, And so I I, I think Campbell has created a a healthy level of competition, uh, arrogance, and also bravado. Uh, and I'm seeing that buy-in. I saw it last year with the Lions. So, you know, the Falcons, I, I think, are trying to find themselves I, uh, from an identity standpoint. I'm, I'm curious about the young receiver uh, out there on the field and what he can do in a red zone. Uh, Kyle Pitts is phenomenal, too. I, I'm not expecting to see those type of players out there that much. But, uh, no, I, I'm looking to see if Arthur Smith can, can coordinate an offense now that he's added some pieces to, to what he wants to do. But then the Lions, highly intrigued uh, with the carryover effect from last year to this year for the Lions.
4: I'm going to say this, and Michael, uh, I apologize in advance, Pritch. I apologize to you. You two are suckers, and anybody else buying into this Lions hype are suckers. It's one playoff win. I don't think I don't think it makes sense to people's brains, and you can't conceptualize it, Michael Lombardi. One playoff win since 1957—that's almost impossible oh to do, Michael.
5: It's almost impossible. Well. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, give the Jacksonville Jaguars a little more time. I think they'll do it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, see, Tom Coughlin had success there. Uh, it is. It is fascinating. So, okay, Pritch, a yes. tremendous start. And again, only at VEASAN, you get the player perspective from a former first rounder, Mike Pritchard. He's going to continue with us here on the Lombardi line. We got four more to go, including I'm to ask him about Watson and Cleveland. That's a pick em down in Jacksonville tonight. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the sports betting network. It's a Lombardi line.
2: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one yeah I, Yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like
3: You see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's going guard, and then on I'm top of that.
5: like that, see that?
3: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell, to Point Game. I remember you came out from room crying, tears. Crying, I mean, he was in a culture shock. and he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
0: what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs>
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher.
4: Okay, Brent, thank you. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting premier loyalty program. So I tell you all the time, it's like your credit card. Every wager earns you BetMGM reward reward points, easy for me to say, risk-free tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert those points into dining, shows, hotel rooms. It's really the best. Every time you make a bet, you get points. Nothing better than that. 21 years or older? Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Michael Lombardi, we've got five, including Green Bay and San Francisco, which I've slept on. Good job Bond reminding me. We'll get to that. The Consummate Professional. He drove all the way in for us for a half hour. And we appreciate Mike Pritchard, of course, NFL vet. I I have to ask you about Watson. The report Pritch was that he is willing to accept the $5 million fine in eight games. As far as the suspension that came out about an hour and a half ago. Um, Why is he playing tonight? You see the number, Pritch, Browns, Jags. It's a pick Why is Watson
2: playing? This is a wild scenario. I mean, I venture to guess that it's because the coaching staff, uh, Stefanski, they got to get game tape on Watson so they can coach off of him. I mean, everything so far has been off-season and training camp, but uh, we're working in a new center. J.C. Treader's no longer there. They got Nick Harris, I believe, going at center. Uh, And now we got this new quarterback. So I, I don't know how many plays they're planned for him. But yet, I'm sure they're chomping at the bit, guys, to to get him on some game tape uh, to see what they need to do once he's ready and available for the Browns full-time.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they get the 12 plays out of that. And then, you know, it could be this afternoon. It could be some ruling come down. He may not yeah, play. That's right. I, I, and it's so far away. I mean, you know, I got to feel like, the practice, I understand him out there being in practice, but I think the game, Patrick, that, that Stephen Braun brought up to you, and I'm anxious to hear what Mike thinks, is really the game in San Francisco and and Green Bay, it's the Jordan Love. Where are we with Jordan Love game? You know, we've kinda lost track of Jordan Love here since two years yep. he's been in, in the league. And now we know Rodgers has this huge contract. This is like Jordan Love, if if I'm Mark Murphy and 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 the general manager Mark uh, Brian Gutekust, I'm there. I'm saying, okay, I need this guy to look good because I don't know where I'm going with them, but I need him to look good. And conversely, San Francisco sitting there saying we need Trent Lance to look good, but that to me is going to be the game where two young quarterbacks have to look good in.
4: Yeah, and it's down to two and a half, Pritch, off the three San Francisco lane at Green Bay in town. Michael nailed it. No Rodgers until week three of the preseason. So, Jordan Love, as Michael just mentioned, Trey Lance is going to play here, Pritch. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think a lot of people are excited about Trey Lance. You know, he's 6'4, 240, whatever it is. But uh, I know coming out of college, he's highly athletic. We know that. Um, but everything I'm hearing, you know, Kyle's so excited about wanting to work with this guy. And, um, you know, people close to San Francisco, too, uh, they would think that, okay, everybody wants to know about this running game. But I think the running game goes to a different dimension when you can add the quarterback uh, and have the quarterback involved the way that Kyle wants them to be involved. So now you're talking about six eligibles on the field, as opposed to with Jimmy G, maybe max four at times five if you get to scat protection, right? And um, But I think with Trey Lance out there and six eligibles, that's going to pressure a defense and, and so I know there's some accuracy issues and, and certainly from a from a pocket passing standpoint uh he's going to be challenged that way in the beginning, but from just pure athleticism and what he brings to the table with that roster uh, there's a lot of people excited about that
5: you know if they don 't turn the ball over and he just plays within himself pitch mm-hmm. they're so good on defense mm-hmm. i I think with I the am. running game. And their defense and just some play action. I think what Kyle's got to see tonight is a little bit of patience from Trey Lance. Like, let's just not run. If it's not there, let's just not take off. Like, let's kind of read our progression a little bit. Like, let's go through it. We're going to run this. If this isn't there, throw it here. If we're going to run that, you know, we're going one to two. We, I think more than any spectacular athletic play Lance makes tonight, we have to see if he can play with quick-mindedness totally agree, Michael.
2: And, you know, the West Coast style, too, allows you to do that. Like, uh, a lot of it is about your footwork. You know, three-step drop, uh, no hitch, a hitch with a five-step drop. I mean, everything's going to be programmed for Trey Lance. And so I agree with you. I, I think Kyle wants to see if he can execute the core uh, of the offense that way, uh, but we'll see some athleticism. I, I think they'll still want him to be a playmaker. Be careful, though, right? But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, they have to have the core plays down. I mean, Trey Lance, has, he has to have that down uh, for this offense to be able to execute and for the 49ers to lean on that great defense that they have as well. Boys, I
5: think you, you know, can go Patrick, edge with that, the four- that, Please. Not to interrupt, but I just want to add on one thing. I mean, when when they take Love out, they're on Danny Effling, the LSU kid, right? Yeah. Like, Green Bay's offense is going to come to a halt, right? I mean, they're, they're not going to play their guys. So, you know, I mean, Love's got to look. To me, I think Love has to look good for Green Bay because if he doesn't, and if he looks like he did when he had a start last year, this playoff team could fall apart in a hurry. If Rodgers were to get hurt for any, yeah, I mean, it could be, I mean, to me, it's a key game for him.
4: Hey, you and I are simpatico because I was just about to say the Niners. Meanwhile, Nate Sudfeld, he's in year two with Shanahan. He's a good backup. And then Brock Purdy, I think when you're, you're talking about depth in these preseason games, Michael, and laying two and a half with the Niners at home with the better quarterback situation, I agree. Ten on the win total. Michael, I'm going to start with you and then we'll get to Pritch. It's 10 one up and down. I mean, this is the expectations are here with a kid we know nothing about under center with the 49ers.
5: Yeah, but we do know they're really good on defense. And I think that uh, that that D'Amico Ryans has done a really good job, a better job than Robert Saleh did when he was there. I mean, I'm just yes. going to be honest. He's done a better job. And that defensive line coach of San Francisco is one of the finest D-line coaches in the league. He gets those guys to play and play at a high level. And that makes all the difference in their team. And we know they can run the football. We know San Francisco, wherever Kyle Shanahan is going to be, he's going to run. So they're going to play good defense. They're going to run the ball. They've got a good kicker. I mean, those are pretty good tangible to have. Now, if Lance doesn't turn this over, as much as I don't know about Lance, I think they can get over 10. Now, if he falls apart... That I think Kyle's got to make some decisions and maybe go a little bit. But I don't see that. I don't think Kyle's going to give him much of a rope. I think it's going to be play action. It's going to run the ball. I think you're going to see a lot. And then maybe make a loose play here or there. I would lean over. I know that sounds crazy. I would lean over just because I think the rest of their team's really good.
4: Okay. Good job, Michael. It's 10 and a half. Pritch, I'm going to come to you with the question. It's 10 and a half at Mm -hmm. BetMGM. If you're going over, go to DraftKings and get the 10 on Michael's advice. 10 and a half. That half game is everything, Michael. Uh, Pritch, your thoughts. I'll give you 10, give you
2: 10 and a half on the 49ers. Where do you sit? I like the 10. I'll take that better, uh, going over that one. Um, uh, you know, I, this dynamic that they have, too, because Kyle and, and Michael Shanahan, I mean, they're, they're so keen on this. But uh, Brian Greasy now involved with the quarterbacks, too, to help settle down Trey Lance, perhaps. I mean, uh, Brian played for Michael, as we know, and Kyle, the whole relationship thing. But uh, it, it's. I, I think this this family is highly confident in their abilities and what they do and how they call plays. Uh, very, very talented. Uh, and for that excitement to carry over to this young man, uh, that's something I'm going to back because the track record from those, these coaches or this family is extraordinary. Uh, and then I go back to my time uh, in Seattle when Mike Holmgren came over. Uh, and we weren't, you know, we didn't know what we were going to turn into. We didn't know what direction we were going to go in. We just knew a Super Bowl winning head coach was coming to our locker room. Mm. Uh, and so the, uh, the presence of Michael Holmgren just changed and transformed everything. Uh, we started off 6-2, and two, and we won the division with John Kitna. John Kitna, nobody knew John Kitna that year, but he was surrounded with a lot of great players and, and a solid defense at the time. So uh, I think that's what the 49ers are thinking. Uh, look, we, we got a solid, solid roster. Uh, and to Michael Lombardi's point, I mean, if, if Trey Lance can avoid the mistakes, uh, I'm very high on the 49ers this year. Also, they're deep on defense,
4: Michael. This could be a special defense. They're deep. They're they're good. I, you mentioned they they have a better coordinator. Losing their coordinator to the Jets to become the head coach, Michael. That is your boy Holmgren. You're going to get him in the Hall of Fame, no?
5: I'm trying, you know, I think Mike deserves it. You know, I think he's, you know, he, I I think there's a section in my book, Mike Pritchard and Patrick, that I wrote. My second stint is hurting my last stint, you know, and some people think Seattle was a failure for Mike Holmgren. It wasn't. And he got a team to a Super Bowl, right. And you know, it's like Hank Stram, when he went to New Orleans, it was a disaster and it took him a long time to get to, to benefits of what he did in Kansas city. George Seifert can't even get a sniff because of his Carolina experience. So I I think that's hurt Mike a little bit. Mike Shanahan, the Washington experience has hurt him, is basically what you know, that second stint sometimes hurts these coaches.
4: Yeah, it's a good point. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tie you both down on one game tonight. Michael start with you. Jets Philly, it's a pick 'em. What do you got on this one?
5: Oh, I'm gonna take the Jets. I think is gonna play it like Super Bowl 55. I think he's gonna play it. <laughs> as hard, you know, there'll be enthusiasm. I mean, he'll be sweating beads off that head. I mean, he'll need. You know, I mean, he'll be out there, biceps just pumping. He'll be ready to go. <laughs>
2: Bridge, Jets, Philly, pick them. What do you got? Yeah, you know what? I, I'll side with the Jets. I mean, good Lord. I, I hate to bet this game, to be honest with you guys. But I, I think the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles have designs on something different. Uh, Salah, has; to, he has to create culture, winning culture out there in New York.
4: Go over the 35 and a half, 62 points scored between these two last year in the preseason. Hey, Pritch, you don't know how much Michael and I appreciate you coming into studio, and we look yep, forward to absolutely. working you, with you all season. Okay, buddy? Uh, you guys are the best. Uh, I look Thanks, forward Pritch, to that as, appreciate as well. Appreciate
2: thank, thank you, Michael, as well. Absolutely. Michael, bright Bye-bye. bright, and early tomorrow after the football for I'll the Lombardi I'll be here, Patrick. Line, okay? I'll be okay. here. Okay. I'll Great be job, Stephen. to watch some games. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.
4: Okay. Odds On is next. It's v eSports Betting Network.